Welcome to You Can, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Eck, and I want to coach you to live life by design. So let's go. Today, I'm going to be talking about, you know, I'm not going to be talking about a skill like building a skill, and I'm not going to be talking about exercises you can do for personal growth. You know, so I'm telling you what I'm not talking about. What I am going to be talking about is the foundation, who you have to become to have the success and live the life you want to live, to live life by design. Now, I've talked about foundation in the past, but I'm taking a whole new approach to this, a whole new angle. And so I'm, before I begin, if you notice I have not recorded a podcast in the last several weeks, it's because uh, Marshall and I have been working on a program. A 10-week program to get people to become who they need to be to be successful. So, and, you know, it's been a lot of work. And and so we just launched it. We're back to good. And so I'm back to recording again. So let's, uh, let's go with it. Again, I'm talking about the foundation of who you are. You see, people have the misconception that success is external, that, you know, I'm, I'm in insurance, and if I get into real estate, or if I get into retail, or, you know what, I'm in Chicago and taxes are high, the, the economy is much better in Florida. And they, they take this approach like that's where success is found. But the truth is, those are just different paths to the same result. The skill that you build or uh, the approach that you take is almost irrelevant if you're the same person. You're going to get the same results, and no matter where you're at or the industry you're in, you're going to earn the same amount of money. The bank book doesn't change. The bank account doesn't change. It doesn't change until you have a shift in awareness. Um, awareness or consciousness, but I'm going to use the, the word awareness here, but they're interchangeable. So we, we have to see ourselves differently. It's a mindset. You have to see yourself become the person. Now, you've heard me talk about the, the running the 10-mile thing. You have to become the person that can run 10 miles before you can run 10 miles. 10 miles is the goal, but who you need to become to do that. Because I'm pretty sure most people cannot get up right now and run 10 miles. And so you have to become that person. And that's what I'm talking about today. And it's mindset. It's all mindset. It's internal. It's not external. It's not the industry you're in. It's not the circumstance that you're in. Those are just excuses or justifications on why you're not successful or why somebody else is. You know, of course, George Clooney can be successful at tequila. He's already rich. Here's the deal. He's successful at tequila because he knows what it takes to be successful. And now that he sold it a couple years ago, he's on to his next one, and he'll be successful there as well. So that's really what I'm talking about, who you become. Because success is a lifestyle. And I'm not talking big cars or fancy clothes or big houses or beach houses and that. It's a lifestyle. It's the way you live. It's who you are. 
So I'm going to run down awareness right now and how it fits into your life. And we're going to, we're going to keep going. You're going to have to stick with me now because this might, this one might get a little lengthy. In fact, I just did a masterclass yesterday on this very same subject and why it's fresh in my head. And that video is the only time I took a masterclass video and put it on YouTube because I thought there, there was so much value to it that I didn't want to put it in the, the coaching vault for only the select few. I wanted to put it in, uh, in YouTube for the many, you know, because I want to see everybody grow. So awareness, the first level of awareness is intellectual awareness. So that's, you know, how you, you, you read books, right? You put your face in a book and you read all these things and you have so much knowledge. But that doesn't change anything. See, people have this impression. Most people think that they, uh, or I should say, most people spend their lives accumulating knowledge. And somehow they think that that is going to automatically change their life. And it doesn't. Because the truth is, having knowledge but not taking action is the same as not having the knowledge. Where intellectual awareness, the knowledge, you've read books and you've taste, uh, listened to podcasts like this and you, you've gone to seminars and watched videos and you've done it all, but you haven't taken the action. All the knowledge you're gaining, all that intellect that you're gaining makes you sound amazing at cocktail parties. But if you're not going to use it in your life, you're not going to use it for change. And the truth is, uh, then, it's, then it's no good. And the truth is that it's not going to change you. Just learning isn't going to change you. The first level of awareness, intellectual awareness, doesn't cause change. Understand that. It doesn't, it doesn't affect change. It doesn't. And this is a large part of why people don't get to where they want to get. They gain the knowledge, but they don't apply the rest of it. And so that's really where we're leading. I, I thought I'd start at the surface and go, hey, here's this, this first level. And then we'll move on. Now we have the second level of awareness. And that's emotional awareness. Now, it's a little more motivating than intellectual because there's really no motivation in intellectual because there's no action attached to it. So in emotional awareness, it gets you to make a move. Now, I'll use an analogy. And I'm going to use a real simple, real easy analogy. I'm going to talk about smokers. Now, this could be the same for dieting. This could be the same for human behavior. This could be the same for fitness or, or health or career. But I'm choosing to use smoking because of uh, everyone's familiar with it. So imagine you're going to smoke and you buy a pack of cigarettes and you read the label on the back that I'm here in America. You read the, ra- you read the label on the back and the Surgeon General has a warning that smoking these can cause cancer, right? That's intellectual awareness. You've comprehended. Has that warning label stopped a single smoker? No. Everyone's read it. Everyone's aware of it. The intelligence is there. 
because I said it, it, it's no change, of course. Nobody's put down the cigarettes. Everybody takes one out and lights it up that smokes, even though they know it. That's what I said about no change. Now, let's apply emotional awareness to this. So you're a smoker, and you go to the doctor, and they do a chest x-ray of your, your lungs, and your lungs are black. And the doctor says, if you take one more puff of a cigarette, there's a strong chance you're going to get lung cancer. You know, like you're a puff away from lung cancer. You don't have it yet, but you're about to get it. You're like, oh, crap. I don't want lung cancer. A little fear runs through you, right? That's emotion. You get to the parking lot, you're like, screw it. You crumble up the pack and throw it down. You know what? I'm done smoking. Now, when the doctor told you that, it didn't make you any smarter, did it? It it didn't make you any more intelligent, did it? You still read the label on the back with the warning the same as you did before the doctor gave you the news, but now you're taking action because now it's emotional. Now we're hitting a chord inside of you. You're like, oh, emotion, I'm motivated. You know, I've got the, the willpower. But you've heard me say this in the past about motivation. Motivation is a match. You strike it and it, it becomes very bright really fast. But then it burns out. And willpower, well, willpower, it has a time limit to it. So you're, well, I'm not even going to go into the rest of it yet because it won't make sense to you. But willpower is strong, but willpower does lose eventually. It has a time limit. And uh, <clears throat> like I said, motivation, it, it burns bright and then it burns out. So you're like, hmm, what, what's the change, Steve? And here's the change, the third level of awareness. And this is where change really occurs. And that's in your self-identification of who you are. That is true awareness. That is where the change, the long-lasting, sustainable change comes until it's no longer an effort. It's Tony Robbins that said, the strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent in how they define themselves. Self-identity is how you define yourself. And the strongest force in you is to stay consistent with that. Now let's go back to the smoking. If you quit smoking after an emotional thing like cancer, you identify yourself as a smoker who has quit now, that's, that's complex because you identify yourself as a smoker, but your behavior says, I quit. You know, that's a, that dynamic doesn't really jive because if somebody offers you a cigarette, eventually you will say yes because, again, willpower has a time limit. Your identity beats willpower every time. You identify as a smoker, but your willpower says it will not smoke. Hence, you're going to smoke. 
Now, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, never smoked a cigar in my life. If somebody offered me a cigarette, what would I say? I would say, no. You know, people offer me cigars all the time. You know, I hang around with people who have cigars, and they're like, you want a cigar? I'm like, no. Why would I start smoking a cigar? I know. But if you were a, uh, a smoker who quit, and you identified yourself as a smoker, and behavior says you quit, and somebody offers you one, you will take it. Or you'll be in, and this is, happens often, you know, somebody who is a smoker that's quitting or quit, and they go to a bar and they have a couple drinks, and somebody lights up, and they light up. As a non-smoker, because that's who I identify as, I go to a bar, I can have a couple drinks, and still don't smoke a cigarette, because that's my identity. You know, and, and the uh, strongest force of my personality is the need to stay consistent. So that's, that's where the strongest... That's where the strongest change occurs, the, like I said, the, the sustainable long-term. But you're like, okay, Steve, great. You've identified three levels of awareness. What good does that mean to me because I don't know how to identify myself? Let's get to the, let's just cut to the chase and tell you how to do it. And, and I'll give you a couple examples, um, first of all, before we get into it, is I have a client, this guy. And we had this conversation, and he goes, you know what? I don't know my identity. I don't know who I identify as. I said, that's fair, because it's hard. I just introduced him to it, right? And so this is a new concept. He's got to wrap his head around it. I said, let me me work with you. Let me talk with you. He goes, I don't know. I said, let's put it on the side. We'll come back to it. We'll circle around. Let's just have a conversation. And, of course, that was never my intention, is to just have a conversation, I want to figure out what this guy, how he identifies. I want to see what um, actions are very consistent in his personality. So we start talking. Now, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, Strike that. He owns a business. He has three kids. And in the conversation, we talked about business, and somehow he made it back to his three kids and how he coaches them in sports. And then we talked about relationships, and he made his way back to his three kids again. And no matter how the conversation went, he kept coming back to his kids. He never talked about his business. Now he hired me as a coach to help him with his business. And the part that I, I completely understood when he hired me, and he couldn't understand, is he wasn't taking the actions to move his business forward. He knew what the actions were, and they weren't difficult actions. However, he wasn't doing them. You know, he just wasn't putting his heart into it. He just wasn't leaning into it, because that's not how he saw himself. That's not how he saw his business. And he thought, hiring me, I'm going to fix his business. And I'm absolutely going to fix his business right after I fix him. And so, of course, he, he dedicated his life to his kids and nothing to his business. Now, before I go any further, and you're like, Steve, you're really a jerk. You're anti-family. No. I have three kids of my own. I ran my business to be successful, and I made money, and I was a huge business success, along with being successful as a parent. I coached 17 baseball teams over 11 years. Do the math. I wrote the school play. I directed the school play. I was the 
Indian Scouts Nation Chief, the Tribe Chief, the Christmas Tree Chief, uh, you know, and the Boy Scouts with them. Because you can identify as somebody in all areas of your life. You don't have, it's not one. It's not mutually exclusive, either this or that. You know, you can be more than one identity. And I identified as a successful businessman. I identified as a devote father. You know, and so I could do both. Going back to, to identity, I first opened my auto repair shop, and I, I was a master mechanic. And I identified as a mechanic, hence struggled in business. And when I realized that, I'm going back a whole bunch of years. I was going back 25 years. And I realized that that was what's going on, and I had to identify and see myself as a business owner, no longer as a mechanic. And all of a sudden, my focus shifted because you get what you focus on, right? That's the whole Raz thing. But we'll get into that in a whole different episode because uh, that's that's a deep dive into into the brain. So we're going back to the identity. Now here's the rub because there's always a rub, and here's how you're going to change. As Peter Sage says, and, and accurately says, you'll never rise above the, your own opinion of yourself. Now, you'll never rise above your own opinion of yourself, your own, how you see yourself, right? And he's 100% correct. Now, remember, how do we identify? How do we see ourselves? And that's why the businessman didn't get further in business or entrepreneurship. And here's the rub with everybody. It's not just business. And this is where it falls in life is. Too many people are concerned with the opinions of others, of how others see them. Not their own opinion. We're always concerned about how other people see us. Oh, my gosh. How do they see me? What do they see me as? I want them to see me as this. And it leads to people-pleasing. And every time you put more value on somebody else's opinion of you, your own opinion goes down because you'll compromise your own standards to make sure that they have a strong opinion. You're people-pleasing. And in doing so, you're squashing your own opinion of yourself, and you don't arrive... So if you don't rise above the opinion of yourself. And the opinion of yourself is how you identify yourself. So that's where I'm going with that. Uh, awareness is who am I? Now, there's people you're going to meet who really grasp this. And I want you to think of them like who do you really admire that you would emulate and wow, it's more like wish I was more like that person and think about that. Here's the the qualities or the traits of a person who knows who they are and they're not afraid to be honest. They're not afraid to be authentic that they know their own opinion of themselves and they can rise to that opinion and hence be successful is the first trait is they don't care if people like them. They don't care. Now, I'm not saying be a jerk. I'm saying they're okay 
not being liked. My job is to not get people to like me, to validate me, to approve me. That's if that's my focus. Oh, please validate me. Please, I need your approval. I need you to like me. No, I don't. I don't need that. And because I'm authentic, and because I'm honest, and because I know who I am and I'm confident who I am, I sure there's people who don't like me, and I and I'm okay with that. But I also attract the people that do. I attract the people who I want in my circle, people who are similar to me, who have that high self-esteem. You know that that uh, again, honest, and and that that what I'm telling you right now is true freedom. When you know who you are, you step out the door and you're feeling good, and you. You're confident in yourself. And that's where it comes from. Now, Nelson Mandela uh, was a great person. And he was in prison for, um, they call him a terrorist or whatever, in his own country. And 27 years, most of it on Robben Island, one of the worst places, one of the worst prisons on earth. And he said he was more free in Robben Island than most people walking around the streets because he knew who he was. He had a high level of self-awareness. He knew how he identified. And people who have been put in, in prisons for long periods and they come out, you know, they, they come out and they know and they go on to do great things is because they knew who they were. The bars are just the bars. That's just the situation. And they accept that. That is. You know, they don't dwell on the past. I don't dwell on the past. You know, dwelling on the past and stewing over, it's kind of like being upset because it rained last Thursday. Let me just reflect on the rain there was last Thursday. The rain happened, and it's gone. I saw his rain, and I learned from it. I learned to bring an umbrella. And that's how you should look at your past. And your past is really where this people-pleasing comes from. You know, in your past of, of it, it goes way, way back to your upbringing. You know, your parents, your grandparents, whoever raised you, your guardians. It can go back as easily as that far that you're always trying to seek approval and never being able to be authentic, to be your honest self. You know, so that's really where I'm going today. Now... I'm not going to sit here and go on and on. I mean, my gosh, we're, we're over 20 minutes into this. And honestly, I can talk for 40, 50, 60 more minutes and still not scratch the surface of this. But I want you to reflect on what I'm saying right now. And think about the times are you being authentic to yourself? Do you care about other people's opinions? Other people's opinions. Or I should say, opinions of other people, O-P, O-O-P, oops. You know, I'm just going to call it oops. Opinions of other people, oops. Yeah, if you're worried about that, that's definitely an oops. So think about that and think about who do you identify as. And I just 
I had a conversation earlier today that with somebody who identified themselves as a business owner, but not in the positive way. And I caught that in the conversation. And of course, I, I mentioned it to him. So that's what I have for you today. I, there's going to be, this. I'm going to call this part one. Because there's going to be, oh my gosh, five parts to this one. I promise you five parts to it. We're just going to keep building on it and driving it on home. So I did put a video, it's about an hour long, of the same subject on YouTube. I've, I've shared it on my Facebook, on social. So go check that out if you want to get a head start on things like that. But anyway, that's what I have for you today. If you feel that this podcast can help somebody, please, please, please share it with them. You know, take a screenshot, share it with it. Share it on social media. If you like it, give me a five-star rating. Leave me a review so the good folks at iTunes and the good folks at Spotify will see some activity in it and go, wow, some people are liking it, and they'll get a little more exposure, and hence we grow in a real grassroots kind of way. So that's what I have for you today. I hope you go out and be amazing and start living life by design. You notice I changed the catchphrase on that. Live life by design. Anyway, you're awesome. I appreciate you. I believe in you. You can.